You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Super Bowl is officially over in like every single game throughout the NFL playoffs. It was a classic, another three-point victory, one-score game, fantastic contest of Bowl 56 was, and we are here to break it down on Monday, Football Monday, on the SB Nation NFL Show. A reminder that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The Los Angeles Rams are world champions, and we're here gonna, and we're going to talk about it all week long on the SB Nation NFL Show. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcast, Apple devices, Spotify, leave a rating, ride a review. You can watch this show Monday Football Monday on the SB Nation NFL Twitter page, the SB Nation NFL Facebook page, the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel. It is difficult to say SB Nation NFL that many times in a row, but nevertheless, it is my job. I am RJ Ochoa from SB Nation's Blogging the Boy, joined as always by SB Nation's Arrowhead Prides, Pete Sweeney. Lots of consonants and apostrophes to get in there. The fantastic Rachelle is always producing for us. Pete Sweeney, congratulations to your Los Angeles Rams. Thank you. They are the Rams formerly of my state right now, Missouri, which uh, I don't know on the other side of, of the rock, as you would say, if, if they're as thrilled for the Rams getting this done in Los Angeles. But that's just a, a sub storyline. I, I think of what Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup and the Rams defense especially was able to do in the face of uh, the greatest quarterback in the AFC, the young phenom Joe Burrow with the ball in his hands. Can't get it done. I'm not happy about that. I'm, I'm just happy for the Rams, RJ. You know, Pete, um, you you sound like the rest of us when the Chiefs lost. You know what I mean? Like you, you're you're like allowed to to sort of revel in in somebody else's pain and misery. Uh, misery, by the way, a great song by Maroon Five, and the audio from it is sometimes used to describe the state of Missouri. I'm sure you've seen those TikToks floating around. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, Joe Burrow wasn't enough. Uh, just uh, I don't know who was enough except for Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. Those were kind of the the driving forces for the Rams. Even you know, like Jalen Ramsey, kind of a so-so game. Uh, Joe Burrow had a nice moment. T. Higgins had a nice touchdown, but um, it, it was just, you know, it's a Super Bowl. And sometimes they can be a little bit boring. Not every single one of them can be a classic. Not every one of them can have a, an, an incredible last second game winning drive. It kind of felt like we were going to get that a little bit there at the very end. But Aaron Donald had other plans. And so uh, for the first time, as, as the Los Angeles Rams, this franchise has won the Super Bowl. Um, it's their second overall, Pete. Obviously, they won it back in 1999, the greatest show on turf. Yeah. A reminder, just so everybody knows, that the Rams have literally won the Super Bowl as two different franchises since the Dallas Cowboys last appeared in an NFC Championship game. But, you know, yeah. hey, bygones. Let them, Gotta make let sure them we bring bygones. the, the Cowboys. Um, yeah, that's right. Matthew Stafford gets his crowning moment. Sean McVay gets his coronation. Now, Pete Tweedy, if you thought we've heard nothing but Patrick Mahomes for 
the last few years. It's going to be right. all about the 36-year-old Wizkin and the all-in <laughs> mentality of the Rams. We are in for the longest offseason of all time. You would think that it was at a point where we couldn't talk about Sean McVay more. And so that's kind of where I agree with you. I mean, AFC-wise, it has been a little bit of, of Chiefs fever, I think, the last few years. And now I think we are going to switch back to the NFC with the title. And, yeah, this is going to be about McVay. Can he do it again? The whole thing. But um, I just thought it was a good game. I think sometimes we'll go into the Super Bowl and – you know, I the one against the one with the Chiefs and Bucks last year was a horrible Super Bowl. You got a, a stinker, um, you know, a few years earlier with the Rams and the Patriots, where it was super boring. I thought maybe there were some slower times in this game, but I think largely it was a pretty good football game. And what I liked about it is, yeah, you know, there were some questionable calls, but by the end it seemed to even out, which is what you want, right? Like you just don't want it to to be one way for one team and. For a second there with the the mist face mask, it, it felt that way, but it seemed like there was some makeup through the end where it was like a little ticky tacky, but it was okay. Uh, the officials didn't s- settle the game, which I, which I think was was big, especially in the playoffs where it seemed like that might have been a theme. The season felt, where I it might have been a theme, not just the playoffs, but you're right. Yeah, and I, I think it was a satisfying conclusion where, you know, you didn't necessarily worry that that the officials cost a, one of the sides of get the game, I thought. Well, Pete Sweeney, uh, we have a lot to talk about. And, you know, look, let's, let's, let's be frank. You know, a lot of shows, a lot of people, a lot of places going to be talking about the Super Bowl today. All right. You know, we're, we're not a unicorn in that sense. But, Pete, I wanted to add a twist. And I specifically, are you a fan of the show Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, everybody remembers. Great improv show. This isn't going to be like that. This isn't something where, like, the points don't matter. But this is something that full, fully honesty here, full honesty here, Pete, has no idea what I'm about to say. I purposefully yeah. did not tell Pete what we were going to do. I can sense the hesitation <laughs> in your doing? voice. All right, Pete. All right, here we go. I'm trusting. This is like a, a trust fall. It's, it's a podcast more than a, trust More fall. than a trust fall. This is like a trust leap. Like, I mean, you know, okay. and, and you're like in a straight jacket. You know what I mean? Like you have no limbs. Like you literally just got to completely trust me. Um, so we're going to compile. Right, let's do it. We're going to compile a list together today on Monday, Football Monday. All right. And at the very end, number 10, the list of 10, big shocker here, uh, Rachel is going to come in uh, for the finishing act. But we're going to put together a list of 10 things that the, so the Super Bowl is over. So 10 things that means. And, and it can be anything you want. Ten things that, that the Super Bowl being over now officially mean for the NFL, for Team X, for Team Y, for Player X, for Player Y. But things that the Super Bowl being over mean for different people. Do you feel like you can handle this? I'll, I'll take five on my end. You take four. And then Rachel comes in with the last one. Are you Can you handle this, Pete? You better go first. I don't know <laughs> what you're saying. So. Okay. <laughs> Okay, sometimes, you know, maybe shows should have a pre-show meeting. You know, let's just, let's just you know, that's, <laughs> that's not the Monday Football Monday way. So, okay. It's good that we are waiting for the Super Bowl show to determine right. that we maybe should maybe meet before. Right, okay. We, we go on air. I'll start. I thought about, yeah. like, going with a softball um, and saying something like, yeah. it means that the season is over. Like, you know, because that's literally true, you know, but, okay. <laughs> but I know. It's, I, I, thought about, I don't even know what we're doing, I, and I know that that is. I know. I'm about. just, look, I'm telling you, you can go You can go that chalk if you want. It's it's our game, however we want to go. Okay. Okay. This this being over, and, and this being over in this particular way, means that I think players like Derek Carr are going to be more coveted. 
I think I think last night Sunday night was a big boost for Derek Carr. The Matthew Staffordness of this all really justifies and validates that go out and get your quarterback. Now, obviously, a lot of people go the path of trading up for the you know first or second overall pick. They want to get that guy. They want to build yep. around that guy, whatever. But there are teams that are in in this more kind of purgatory place, kind of the way the Rams were, where they were they had this ceiling on them. That, you know, what a rough day for Jared Goff, by the way, man. Like just a t- terrible day uh, to be Jared Goff right now. Um, hope you know, wish you well, Jared. But I mean, you don't like the Detroit Rams T-shirts? Oh my gosh, that, that was the lamest thing of all time. I'm so sorry. That is Detroit and LA together. I just no, the Motor City of Angels. I mean, they already sent Eminem. You know, like that was enough. You didn't, right. you didn't have to go that far. But anyway, um, I think this is big for Derek Carr. I think this is big for if you believe he's in this camp, I'm not saying either of these, you know, any of these players are what Matthew Stafford is or was, but Jameis Winston, like if you're a team that is, is kind of trapped by your quarterback and you feel like, well, you know what, let's go get Derek Carr because he's better than whoever your option is. We have the surrounding cast. We have the pieces around him. We can go do this. We can be the Rams. This is a copycat league. I think this is very big. Jimmy Garoppolo, as Rob Stats Guerrero tells us in our Slack channel, that's another one. Like, you know, yeah. big big for that archetype. No. Yeah, but no. Um, the reason that it's worked with Tom Brady and, and Matt Stafford the past two years is because Tom Brady and Matt Stafford are elite quarterbacks. I mean, the guys that you just mentioned – are not and I don't so think Matt Stafford's you could you could pretend you could pretend that you're going to have Jimmy G come to your team that has everything else and think you're going to do anything but it's not going to be the case okay let's and it continues let's to be a quarterback it, league let's look at a team the Titans do, do you okay. do you think the Titans feel like you know what we're who the maybe not the Bucks were that's a unique example but we're who the Rams were and I love Ryan Tannehill all right I'm fighting Texas Aggie baby but I mean, do, yeah, but the guy, are the guys you mentioned even upgrades over over Tannehill? I don't think so. I I, I think you got to go and get like a, if you're telling me Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Tennessee Titans, then I, look look, then we can so, we can break maybe, bread and talk maybe, about it. Again, I'm I'm not saying that any of these guys are who Matthew Stafford is or what Tom Brady was, but it is worth mentioning that now this is this is even more proof of concept. This is double proof of concept that if you have the guy in mind, you can do it. Do it, and it will pay off for you in spades. It, like think about the teams that, that yeah but like devil's advocate indianapolis colts <laughs> well for okay but that they... was clearly an, an obviously like a case of nepotism with frank reich right like let me go get my guy that wasn't like a case of like this guy's really good that eric carr and jimmy g that, though that, I, mean, I think come on dude but like think, you're talking about replacement level guys to me. i think that they are looked at the same way matthew stafford was looked at in detroit as and I, maybe I, not I, Jimmy Garoppolo, but Matthew Stafford in Detroit was a matter of man, they're holding him back. Like he's he's definitely better than what the team is, and that's not true with Jimmy Garoppolo, but that is true with Derek Carr. I I do believe that Derek Carr could flourish somewhere else. So that's I that's Aaron Rodgers goes without saying, but I do think Derek Carr is kind of the biggest winner in that sense. This look again, we see this. This is a copycat league. I already said that. Teams love to copy one another. I do think some team out there is saying we can do that. We have the team. We we just need to change. We need an Indiana Jones idol swap our quarterbacks where the Rams did with a Derek Carr, with a Jimmy Garoppolo, and we can be in that same spot. The Colts, by the way, who I mentioned, it, it, it seemed to come out over the weekend that they will be releasing Carson Wentz. So maybe they are the actual team that will end up with Derek Carr remains to be seen. All right. I'm going to take a turn here because I, I'm sick of talking about this. So what does the Super Bowl mean? Uh, being over mean well to me it means that this streak of the home team winning the Super Bowl is officially over because next year the Super Bowl is in Arizona and they are not 
I'm, I'm going to take the field over Arizona. They are not going to win the Super Bowl. They don't, then they may, you know, speaking of quarterbacks, RJ, they may not even have a quarterback right now because there is some Instagram <laughs> drama going on in Glendale. So, what Pete is referring to, um, Kyler Murray last week wiped the any sort of real reference of the Cardinals from his Instagram. Um, later in the week, the Cardinals kind of had some fun and sort of reverse trolled him on Sunday morning in the the Sunday of all Sunday news dumps from NFL insiders because it was Super Bowl Sunday. ESPN's Chris Mortensen got empty the notebook. Yeah, ESPN's Chris Mortensen reported got empty the notebook um, that some within the organization view Murray as um, I'm paraphrasing here, but in, entitled and arrogant and immature, um, and that Murray reportedly feels like he is being made the scapegoat for the team's demise over the you know course of the rest of the season by the way they lost four of their final five games including the wild card round um the only game they won again obligatory was against my dallas cowboys so uh, who's the real and loser? reportedly all off season two ownership is just disgusted with what happened and i think there's just too much smoke for that not to be at least somewhat of the case and you wonder about the ripple effect and the blame game. And, you know, there is an eligibility now for Kyler Murray to get a contract. And you got to know that he wants a contract extension. Doesn't seem like it's going to be happening. Uh, similar in a sense to what we got with Mr. Mayfield in in Cleveland. And so, uh, yeah, I, I just think the streak is over. I mean, I, I'm ready to call it right here on day one of the 2022 NFL season. The home team winning the Super Bowl ends in L.A. I have a thought, about that. I have a thought on, on this sector of your point, which is really your whole point. But just quickly on Kyler, um, I, I mentioned my, you know, you know, experience texting it again. Hullabaloo, connect, connect. Um, Kyler Don't Murray. You guys say for, how, howdy? Isn't like howdy the thing yeah, to do? I mean, it's it's there's a lot of things. Um, if I'm, be, if I'm being honest, it's, you know, it's it's a lot. Anyway, we, we there's literally a, a fish camp where you're taught all of this stuff. But whatever. Anyway, no, no. like a like the band fish, PH fish. Um, oh, I want to be with. You. Oh, that's not that song. But, no, um, <laughs> that's the blowfish. That's Hootie. Yeah, that's, that's Hootie. Uh, you're gonna mix up Hootie and fish. Uh, anyway, man, you off your game. But, you, so you get you you surprise me with the game, back, and you're you're back struggling to his time at Kyler Field or Kyle Field. Kyler Murray, you know, transferred. Le Kyler Field left A and M. You know, because he couldn't really hack it in the SEC, you know, and he, he's like, wow. hey, this this whole now here we go. You know, I got to get now the, we're getting that. I, I got to get to the Big 12 where there's no defense and I can just run around. And I'll go win a Heisman right. trophy. And he did it. I mean, kudos to him. But, you know, so this this like this aura of like tuck and run kind of exists for Kyler, you know, if, if that's really what's going on here. I do want to say one thing with regards to the home stadium thing, because I think you're right. I'll take the field over the Cardinals as well. But but Pete Sweeney. Um, the Buccaneers changed uniforms and then hosted the Super Bowl and won it. The Rams, yeah. a few years prior, changed uniforms and then hosted the Super Bowl and won it. Cardinals, if obviously you are listening, um, maybe give the old get up a, a refresher this offseason. You know what I mean? Like, just pay attention to the data. You know, it worked out for two different teams. If you change your uniforms, you're about to host the Super Bowl. Hey, that might work well for you. That's all I'm saying. I'm thinking about the Cardinals uniforms, though. They're ugly. They got a pretty. No, I think they got wrong. a good thing Stop going it. on. You're wrong. It's not too no. complicated. You're wrong. Sometimes you can overdo the the uniform change, which you got to be careful. All right. You got to be careful. Like Number I think three. about the 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 Falcons. Number Shout three. out to to Gina a few years ago. Disgusting. Oh yeah. Changes. Like and it, dude, it's hard to mess up the gradient. It, it's it's Ugh. it's hard to mess yeah. up black, red, and white. Like you know, is there like, anything worse than the gradient uniform? I don't I don't know if there is. I mean, the Commanders are pretty bad. Um, so. It is what it is. Well, 
a variation yeah, of red, black, and white too. Like again, those are awesome colors. Like, how did you mess that up? Anyway, okay. Uh, number three, uh, <laughs> number three thing that the Super Bowl being over means, and we saw him during the Super Bowl. All right, now I have a feeling we'll also touch on Aaron Rodgers throughout our list here. By the way, Pete, great job with with your first one. You understood the game very well. So kudos to you. Thank you. you. Um, yeah, but it means that the off season of Russell Wilson can now commence. Russell oh, ain't playing no. second fiddle to Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Russell wants to did be. You see who, did you see who he was talking That's to? That's what I'm saying. He was broadcast? sitting next to the commissioner. Hey, Ra- hey, Raj. What is A-Raj. happening? A-Raj. How does that, how does that you, happen? You see these the guys game? playing in the Super Bowl in their own building? That's me. That's Ru- that's Russ Wilson, baby. That's that's me. You know, let's... <laughs> Are you telling me he's going to the Cardinals? Then no. Maybe, then well, maybe I he... mean, no. He said, you know, hey, we'll, we'll make it happen, man. We'll make, we'll make, we'll make dreams come true. Go we, Cards. We'll make, uh, Go Cards. I mean, dude, like, it was so. The schmooziness was just off the charts. And so. He looked great at NFL honors. I mean, he looked it it was incredible. Oh, dude, of course he did. He I took. mean and but but I think the NFL tweeted out, Oh my god, in all caps because of the way oh, he looked dude, with that his was so weird, lovely but, wife. So Russ is is tired. Russ is tired of Aaron Rodgers being the, the quarterback whose tweets and Instagram likes get all the googly eye emojis. Russ is Russ has spent a season grinding to prepare for this moment, Pete. The the moment of Russell Wilson has arrived. He is going to make sure that he drops the most breadcrumbs, that his podcast appearances get the most pub, that he is just all about. By yeah. the way, if you want to hear a Russell Wilson podcast appearance, he was on the SB Nation NFL show. You can listen to that in your podcast feed or check it out on our YouTube channel. Uh, great job by Rob Stats. We are holding his feet to the fire. Russ is ready for this. He's gonna—he's acting all terse and like, he, you know, hey, man, you know, go Hawks, baby. Go, you know, we're, we're here to win a championship. Let's go, baby. Nah, Russ is ready to leave. All right. And he's he's ready to I loved how stats asked him about the list of teams. He is not going to let Aaron Rodgers steal his thunder this offseason. No, and I could ag- agree with you. But the fact that Rodgers is coming off of back to back MVPs and almost like retired last year to. Sure. But this is this is a matter Post of like jeopardy. I mean, dude, but this, I feel this, like the same thing is repeatable. But Rogers wants to like enter a cave and, and, you know, ultimately get what he wants. But he doesn't want anything to do with it. Russ is ready to be like a front and center of all the headlines. That's what I'm saying. I'm just talking about the attention. Russell wants the he wants to be the quarterback who's getting talked about the most as being on the move. That's what Russell Wilson is after this offseason. Well, yeah, I, I know I, you're right, but I, I, I don't know. For That's all me, I need to hear. It feels like who do you think has a better chance of leaving their current team, Russ or, or Rogers? Because I think Russ, because Aaron is better. And there's no like I think the Seahawks are way more inclined to let Russell walk. Yeah, and start over. It, mm-hmm. it, it does feel like it's more over for the Seahawks considering how they ended as opposed to the Packers who were right there again. So maybe there's another convincing that could happen. I don't know if Rodgers wants to continue, though. I mean, he's already been wishy-washy regarding, you know, after he wins the MVP about what he wants to do. All right, Devontae's in there, too. It, what a what a wild offseason it could be. We're three in. Let's go, Pete. Let's pick up the pace. Come on. Super Bowl being over means what? Okay. Because you spawned this on me, I have to borrow one here, and I just think it's really interesting. Um, Tom Pellicera came out with this tweet this morning. The NFL's free agent negotiating window opens one month from today. Of course, that's official because you know that these conversations are already happening. I mean, this idea that that people can prevent tampering the NFL is is bananas. But that's when they can officially start, you know, leaking the stuff out and and whatever. And I just think it's a good reminder of when the Super Bowl is over, the offseason goes quick. 
it it goes really fast and it's bang bang and you know these teams really have to start getting into draft prep and and whatnot we get the combine coming up in two weeks um it, it is i you know it's a long off season but once these events start happening you blink and it's otas and then all of a sudden you're in training camp i just i think it's a credit to the nfl and, and what they're able to do when it comes to being relevant for you know close to 52 weeks a year mm. yeah i mean you know people love to say like i'm sure you get questions like this from like family or friends like well what do you do now you know the the, the super bowls are it's like man like the grind don't stop you know the the true dead point if you're looking for you know a time to take a nap it's june you know what i mean but but, but between now and then there's there's a lot of action high flying stuff free agency is going to be here before we know it to your point um, not the best one, but still, you know, the Super Bowl being over does mean that. Hey, you know, like you said, you know, you, you needed some time to think. I, I painted you into a bit of a corner. Um, but are you ready to move on to another one? Because I, I have another one that I'm ready. Yeah, to go ahead. Move. Okay, Super well, Bowl you, being you, over. You wanted me. I, I had a quick one. You said speed. Right, it up, right, so yeah. I gave you know, you we're, uh, but so we're also there. we're also factoring in the results of the game, which we haven't really touched on a lot. You know, shout out to us. But the fact that the Rams won the Super Bowl and the fact that it happened the way it did. So many people, Pete, all week long, if the Rams win the Super Bowl, is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. He's, it's okay. Like, not every – it's something Sats and I were talking about. Not every person who wins the Super Bowl is a Hall of Famer. It's just, you know, they're just Super Bowl I don't winners. know if I agree with that, but I guess it remains to, remains to be seen. I what mean, it does mean, you know, though, I, I, what it does mean is that Aaron Donald is a for sure – first ballot. I don't know if he's retiring this offseason Hall of Famer, but whenever he does, that dude and I don't I don't think it was really much in question now, but I mean now it now his resume has the exclamation point. Has the one thing it was missing. He is probably the greatest defensive player of our lifetimes, right? Like of our adult lives at least. Um so I, I think it cements in in further like stronger material, whatever that Aaron Donald is a Hall of Famer. I think it cements that Von Miller is a Hall of Famer. Not that that was really much in question either. He also has a Super Bowl MVP on his mantle, and I think it cements when it's all said and done because of the the pace he's been on throughout his career that Jalen Ramsey is going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he will probably be the Darrell Revis of his generation. And so when if the fact that he's got that Super Bowl ring, I think that this Rams defense featured three Hall of Famers on Sunday night. I agree. I don't know if I necessarily agree with you on Stafford. I tend to, to think that he's going to get some serious consideration. Well, then use it for, for your, this is what it means, Pete. This is my, no, this is what it means. I, I was surprised to hear this about Aaron Donald because even last night, and I thought this was like a turning point of the game. Do you remember the the sequence where, they just start shoving the Bengals start shoving Aaron Donald kind of on the sideline. Well, and I'm like, yeah, because that's not the he, he that is not the he, thing to do. He had a, it wasn't a like a literal late hit as far as like flags are concerned, right. but it was a later hit. I mean, it was it was enough to sure. upset an offensive lineman, I think. Like it was legal, but it was, you know, if you're an offensive lineman and you I, don't go get upset, then you're not doing your job. So it's one of those like kind of things. I understand. I just I don't know if I get into anything extracurricular, if I could present it with Aaron Donald, because I just felt like from that point on, you poked the bear. And he, in a sense, took over the game. I know that the offense had to rally back and, and retake the lead, but I just thought that final sequence was all about Aaron Donald. And I was surprised to hear that he maybe wanted to retire. And I, I was like, isn't he young? And I checked his age and it's, he's 30. And um, what I love about the guys who just choose to walk away when they do sometimes is, he'd be leaving at the the top of his powers and to leave and, and walk off with a Super Bowl ring. I just think that is so rare. I go back to last year and I wonder 
at this stage, do you think maybe Tom Brady just wishes he he did that? It's just such a rare opportunity. There's no guarantees that you're going to be back. There's so much parity in the league. So if Aaron Donald in, in his mind is like, yeah, you know, I could play another one to three seasons. And this doesn't happen every year. You know, it's it's not going to necessarily fall your way. So I, I, I think it'd be cool to see him walk out on top. The game, the game would would certainly suffer. Um, I, I think quite a bit. And I, I think that's what's tough. I think I'm with you. I think a lot of people thought like, man, why would you retire? You're still playing, you know, at this high level, you know, et cetera, you, you know, whatever you, you could have arguably been defensive player of the year. I'll, you know, I'm not that TJ Watt was undeserving, um, but he's just, he's now he's fallen victim to like, you know, in a normal great year for Aaron Donald doesn't see him win these awards because, you know, it's just so boring at this point. I mean, you know, that covering Patrick Mahomes there, I threw you a bone piece. Um, but I, I do kind of understand it. I think I do at least from the perspective of it must be a grind, dude, you, you know, to be that elite. Like, what, like, when do you think was the last time we'd love to talk about like Chipotle? When do you think was the last time Aaron Donald had some Panda Express? You know, like when, when do you think was the last time he, he, you know, just he slept in, you know, like it, and, and think about it. Like, you know, they're not in the Super right. Bowl every year. So like, you know, the feeling we both do, like, you know, say you wake up late and you're kind of behind on your day, you know, and you're, you're chasing right. the day. You're like, man, I got to catch up. I got to catch up because I, I was I woke up an hour late or whatever. I, I can understand yeah. teams in the Super Bowl kind of feel that way because maybe to Aaron Donald, he's like, man, by this point in the offseason, I've normally accomplished this, that or whatever. And so I can understand maybe just being, you know, fed up of the grind. And he's he's done it all. I mean, and he's wanted in his home stadium. He gets to live in L.A. or whatever he wants to do. I mean, he is, you know, and he plays a You know, you mentioned Brady. Aaron plays a dirty position. I mean, that's a week to week, you know, right. mess that, that he's got to go through. And so I would in the trenches. I, right. I, <laughs> I would miss him um, just as, as trench warfare. Oh, great. Uh, great point. But um, but I, I kind of get it at least. Um, but, you know, what what a what a masterful performance. I thought uh, Shereen Williams, friend of the Espionation NFL show, had a great tweet. She said that MVP votes were due at the two minute warning. And she said that she believes if they had waited or if they were allowed to wait, that Donald might have won it because he had the final moments against Burrow. And right, that, right, that's kind right. of like I, I agree with her, but I think that's so stupid. Why, why, why not wait until after the game is over? Because important well, the things problem happen. is people have to get down there to the press room and sure. And I mean, whatnot, I, so I understand the logistics. They but, have to they have to get them in. But like, you know, ideally, I mean, you've covered games before. Ideally, the game is kind of settled by that point. I mean, that that's those are the best Sundays when you don't have to delete everything at the last second. Um, when you're covering the Chiefs, you do that every week because it changes and they blow games and, and that's the way it goes for the Chiefs. So I'm used to it by now. But uh, typically, you know, you'd like the game to be settled by that point and, and have an answer. But, you know, it doesn't happen every time. I also think that I also and, and this is kind of an extension to that point. I think it kind of is silly that we don't have the MVP and coach of the year voted after the season is over. I just think it's so silly. And it happens so often yeah. where Aaron Rodgers is walking up there and it's like this guy played horribly the last time we saw him. And I get it. I mean, I know it's a regular season award, but it it feels wrong more often than it feels right, doesn't it? When you you get get this MVP award, yeah. Um, I mean, the coolest moments, to your point, are like especially with MVP when the winner has to Skype in, you know, and they're like they're in the hotel, you know. I mean, like, and normally 
honors has been the Saturday night before the like game. Chase so. did the other night with the offensive. Right, right, right. Like well, the Bengals weren't there. I thought it was. I thought that was so strange. By the way, that the Rams were physically there, but the Bengals weren't. But but again, this was on the Thursday night as opposed to the Saturday night immediately before. And so that's always kind of the cool thing. And Or they're like, we now go to a pre-recorded message from Matt Ryan, whose Atlanta Falcons will be playing in the Super Bowl tomorrow. Like, that's always kind of a cool little detail. But you're right. It is it is wonky and weird. Um, but OK, great. This is what it means for me. So I've got three, Pete. You've got two. Let's keep this party going. So the Super Bowl being over means what? OK, well, I think with the conclusion of this game it solidifies um way to, way to just as, way to buy time and say this is what the super bowl being over means in different words great job by you yeah so <laughs> when you're thinking about super bowl meaning you think about this <laughs> and it's cooper cup and how he is by far uh the best i would say not only wide receiver in the league but just flat out weapon in the league if you noted on the, the broadcast there was a key fourth down play where it ended up being an end around and it it if you heard, you know, I heard something after the game with Maurice Jones Drew, and he said that, you know, this was a play that was typically designed for Robert Woods that they hadn't really run with Cup. And so in this big moment, you know, you know, you talk about his receiving skills and, and how he's got this uh, thing with Matt Stafford, Mahomes esque with the no look pass in a key moment as well. Uh, and, and to figure out, okay, this ball's coming to me and just to be ready for it. But I, I thought that end around was a, a key play in this game. And I, I think it's just under talked about and um, like his statistics with Goff. I mean, if you really look at look at it in in 19, 1100 yards and the 10 touchdowns, um, 1165 yards from scrimmage. Then in 2020, um, over a thousand yards from scrimmage again. This is this is with Jared Goff. And then, you know, we do play Madden GM a lot of times in the offseason where you're like, OK, if we if we, you know, um, give Cooper Cup an upgraded quarterback, he's going to explode. And like we just assume that that's going to happen. But then, you know, they gave Cooper Cup a good quarterback and he had 1947. And then I, I want to lift this from Peter King and, and his excellent column that he does for NBC Sports. Uh, this was his point on it. And I just completely agree. And I just think it's such a good point. He said, I can't get over the Bucks, Niners and Bengals. And especially after the Odell injury, knowing the Rams were laser focused on getting the ball to Cooper Cup in three tight games. And this is what he did. 28 catches, 417 yards and five touchdowns. You know, I, I always try to relate it to my coverage in Kansas City, and we're like, if teams stop Travis, Kelsey, and Tyree kill the big weapons, who's next? It's like, people try to stop this guy, and they cannot do it. And, and you know, you talk about how Aaron Donald is, is better than everybody at his position, and it's by so much. I think you can make the case for, for Cooper Cup. I know and a lot of times we'll say Devontae Adams is the best rep receiver and weapon. Is he? No, it's this guy. It's Cooper Cup, and I think it's it's well-deserved that he got the MVP, despite your complaint, RJ. This is a great, this is what it means. And to be fair and clear, I'm very happy that Cooper Cup won MVP. I like sometimes, I, b I believe objectively Aaron Donald should have won it. But I do like when somebody who had an incredible season or has had an incredible narrative gets it. Like, I think you need that sort of exclamation point on that campaign for them. Cooper Cup had the triple crown, you know, this year. Like, I think that's cool. Like, I, I you know, I want him to have that as, as a celebration of what the season was for him. I realize it comes at the expense of Aaron Donald, but Aaron has a lot of other individual awards, so it all kind of ultimately uh, meshes out. I mean, you, you ran through and ripped through the, you know, statistical production of, of Cup. The thing that I find to be the most amazing isn't even the receptions or the yards or the touchdowns, which obviously are stupid, but is the targets. All right. He is like, you just outlined, you kind of like, you know, listed 
wrote a, a very loose like kind of scouting report on Cooper Cup. If you had no idea who Cooper Cup was, Pete Sweeney just like laid him out for you. And in spite of that, he had 191 targets this regular season. I mean, that's just that's stupid. Like, how how is that even right. possible when you think about it? When you look at at the game, well, last, I just think it's so the game last night. It's a night, league where they try, you know, the defenses and the, the Belichick thing, right? It's always like we're going to take away their number one target, and and that's what's the most impressive about it is everybody knows if you want to beat the Rams, they're gonna target Cup, right. and they, you still can't stop them. No, but like, that's the crazy thing. That's like if you're if you were the Bengals last night, and and you just devote all your your resources and attention to Cooper Cup. And, you know, Van Jefferson beats you. Like, I think it's, you're upset, but right. you, you can live with that, right? Because you can say, you know what? Right, right. Like, we didn't let them beat us with their 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 game or whatever. But last night on Sunday night, Cooper Cup led the team in targets with 10 and caught and led the team in catches and led the team in receiving yards, led the team in receiving touchdowns. Like, how do you let that happen? And I'm not even saying the Bengals suck for letting that happen. That's just, you know, that's how good Cooper Cup is. But, I mean... You mentioned like you know how you always kind of look at things through through a Chiefs lens. I always look at them through a Cowboys lens. Why Cowboys do you not use Amari Cooper like that? Because the Chiefs use mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey like that. By the way, you mentioned some big names: mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey, Robert Woods. You can hear both of them uh, if you go back in your SB Nation NFL show feed. They were part of our radio yep. road coverage. But I mean, like, and some some guys are used a lot. But Justin Jefferson, give him 191 targets. You know, Devon, like, just these are right. dudes. Throw them the ball all the time i mean this is you know we, we, we like i talked about the template of matthew stafford and how teams might start to copy that copy this you know if, if you have yeah. a would-be number one wide receiver i mean dk met a little bit with debo debo someone that sticks yeah, out Debo's the only one uh, kind Quarter, of get, Quarterell patterson stefan Diggs kind of gets that a little you know yeah. bit. but i mean how if you have one of these dudes are you not just overwhelming him with targets that's what the rams do and i mean maybe it's, it's a perfect storm that works for them but um seriously great job good for you pete that was a good one look at this thank you this is what it means so we're, we're at three apiece I'm i have two left. i guess i get the the come up really here the come up of the game um for sure i don't know about right that. matt stafford of course the come up of the week that's obvious um i don't know about that um okay so uh that's Never, stafford, thank you for sure for the really staff, gonna yeah. give it to him I mean, yeah, I mean, you started from Detroit, now we're here. L.A. living. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I've got three. You've got three. I have two more left. You have one more than Rachelle has. A, this is what it means about the Super Bowl being over. Um, I think sometimes we see some overreaction and rightly so, but like a team loses in the playoffs or whatever. And they're like, how do we fix this? And something again, to use the Cowboys as an example, when they lost the Des Cotic game, they treated their very next off season. Like they could just go pick up where they believed Des Cotic. Like they could go start the season right there, win that game and go to the NFC championship game. And it doesn't work like that. You, you have to climb the mountain all over again. You know, that very well over the last two years after the chiefs won the super bowl, obviously. And so for the Bengals, we're going to see every draft profile or piece of draft coverage is going to be the Bengals have to invest on the offensive line. The Bengals have to protect Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was sacked seven times in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times against the Tennessee Titans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is going to be the offensive line Palooza draft for the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I think they're probably going to be the team that spends the most in free agency along the offensive line. I mean, they are just, they are going to double and triple down. And I'm not even like, you know, saying this is a bad idea, but this is what that means. Losing this way means they have to fully commit. They're they're kind of who the Chiefs were last year. I know that bothers you to hear the Chiefs compared to the, the Bengals, but um, that's what it was, right? It was like, we got to fix this offensive line. And the Chiefs did it to their credit. They turned things around largely in one yeah. offseason. And that's the, Not the to, that's what the Bengals got to do. I, I have a bonus point about the Chiefs. The, the Chiefs only had one sack against the Bengals. That's unacceptable when you, you know, sandwiched by these two games. Mm. And so now the Chiefs mm. are focusing on, mm. on the other side of it. Mm. And I completely agree. And I, I think, you know, and, and I don't know if it's necessarily the Bengals. The Bengals are going to be under this grand microscope because we just watched them lose in the title game. And, and that happens. And, and, you know, now everyone is like, well, they need to get him an offensive line. I mean, that's it's it's so obvious. But I I think, you know, you know, coming off your point a little bit, I think you could say it about every team because every team is going to have this reason that their team lost the last game except for L.A. Right. Because, you know, and, and I, I just noted the one about the Chiefs. And I think you're right. I think it's important at this time of year to remember that like no quick fix exists. The Super Bowl isn't one in March and you kind of have to develop and, and go through the years that the teams that were were close to breaking through are always going to have a better chance than these teams that you think, OK, if they fix this one thing now, all of a sudden they're going to be a, an AFC title or an NFC title type of team. And so I think that's important to remember as well. It's, an, it's a nice reminder. I wish you would have said breaking okay. free instead of breaking through. We're soaring. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pete, your final. This is what it means that the Super Bowl is over. OK. And and look, I'm going to I'm going to go out of my way here and i i know that you the, the people who love monday football monday know that uh you know I, I do think of patrick mahomes um very highly but i think with this season coming to an end i think that also coming to an end is this chief's window where they without a doubt had the best possible quarterback um mm. you know i think that's a hard reality and i think that there are some people that can play with patrick mahomes and i i think Coming into this year, I had a granted, I get it. I cover the Chiefs, and so I'm gonna favor the Chiefs a little bit more. Everyone does, you know, Rachelle with the Ravens. Okay. None of Cowboys, none of us do obvious. it the way you do. You're the biggest homer on the network. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's true, 
I don't know if that's true. I, I do have a, a I do share a, a mic, you would say, with uh, BLG, um, with stats. I, I, I do share a mic with you yourself. Mm. Um, but, but look, OK, I get it right. But I think I had a, a very real point coming into this year. It was Mahomes and everybody else. But now I look at at the AFC and I could see burrow being right there and playing with Mahomes, especially if he gets the offensive line you know solidification we're talking about josh allen right he played a perfect division game with and like i can be honest with myself the chiefs were fortunate to somehow miraculously win that i mean that that to me was the bills bills game i hate this off season of of clarity and introspection from you I, i think i think mac jones i'm not saying that he's on that level yet but i'm i'm interested in seeing how he continues to develop. Justin Herbert is obvious a guy that he beat the Chiefs and he and he had some big games. And if his head coach doesn't shoot him in the foot, maybe he's playing in the playoffs and playing deeper. You have Trevor Lawrence, who is is still in the mix. We don't really know what to you know see with with Zach Wilson. I'm going through it here. Lamar Jackson, um, quite obviously, is in that. And maybe Aaron Rodgers and or Russell Wilson to that. Point. I'm willing to admit, with the season being open over now, for me, for the first time in about three or four years. The AFC is 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 going to be wide open, and I think that's good for football. I and I I still consider Patrick Mahomes the best, but I'm 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 saying that I I realize that these other quarterbacks can play play with him, and it's not just going to be easy for the Chiefs. And and look, I think Vegas knows the Chiefs are the the uh, that Mahomes is the best. They opened as the Super Bowl favorites. I I think they're going to be for the foreseeable future. But to just assume that they're going to be able to roll through it, it it's a it's a dumb assumption that uh, I'm going to let go with the 2021 season are done. You know, um, I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't mean to like drag the chiefs or whatever, but I agree with you. I mean, I think it's so difficult. We're so quick. And like the next, you know, wave of narrative for the Rams will be like, can the Rams repeat? Is this the beginning of a dynasty? You know, are they going to mill in multiple Super Bowls with Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay? And we're going to see like the average age of, you know, their team and things like that. And and you could look across sports like it's so it's impossible to be a dynasty like who like across all sports, like the major sports in the United States, who's, who's been the closest thing to a dynasty in, in recent memory, the Warriors. Right. And even that they, they, you know, squeaked out three titles, you know, it was incredibly difficult, um, you know, and, and now, you know, we'll see ultimately what comes of them. But like, can the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, be, be a dynasty? The Chiefs were going to be a dynasty. Like, obviously, the Patriots had a, a little mini dynasty three and six years, you know, a little while back. But I mean, it's so difficult. It goes back to the you have to climb the mountain all over again. And so, I mean, here we are. I, I like to play a different game where I look at things through the prism of time between things. So this year is going to be the 2022 season. That puts us four years removed from Patrick Mahomes' first season as a starter in Kansas City, right? 2018, the year he won MVP. So if you play that that you know gap game, it's been four years since then. What was four years ago at that moment? The moment Mahomes made his first, you know, started his first full season for the Chiefs, four years prior to 2018, was Aaron Donald's rookie season. So like think think about like how you know that's a long time you know and so they they've had this incredible amazing unbelievable stupendous like add any adjective you want run and they have accomplished more things than most people usually do in the NFL but it you know it there's that's a lot of time for other teams to catch up and it feels like that might be the case great this is what it means for and, you. and it and it's by design too right because that's how the draft works and that's how contracts I've work said, right I've, totally. I've said from, you know, numerous times on MFM, usually in the prism of the Minnesota Vikings, unfortunately, like in that middle tier is where like it's the worst place to be because 
you can't draft these premium players that could change it for you. And, you know, you're, you're stuck. And granted, there's players that can fall through the cracks. Micah Parsons, hey, what's going on? I mean, he's he's excellent, and uh, that was fortunate. And I, you know, he's probably the top pick. You would you would maybe say in the draft if if you could do it over, but that doesn't happen every year. I mean, a lot of times people know who's going to be these franchise changing players, and they're taken within the top ten. So, um, you know, that that's draft season. So I have a larger. This is my final. This is what it means to kind of piggyback off of yours. But when I a baby one, I want to. I know what you're about to say. Well, Sean Payton speculation season uh, has the year-long Peyton spec that's true has begun uh, that's a little baby this is what it means from you a little baby one from me was going to be as Eric yeah. Weddle is on uh, the TV behind you um, as we stream this um, I think we're going to see the Eric Weddle move more that's that's a baby this is what it means like I think we're going to see that Ooh. way more often somebody coming in out of retirement for a, a postseason run maybe even into the postseason, kind of like Eric Weddle. Really can only be on the defensive side of the football, though, right? I mean, I mean or the, the name that I had in mind was Larry Fitzgerald. Like, couldn't you see that? You know what I mean? Like, if if whoever... I just think it's it's hard for certainly a quarterback, right? I mean, that's almost impossible. And it would be hard for even a receiver to learn the offense, unless it's like they're just going to have a package for him, right so i don't know i mean I, that's what i'm saying like and and maybe defensively it's, it's easy well, uh, to me it, I, more easier i realize this is specific but like what if it was like what if the cardinals defied us and, and <laughs> we're in the super bowl next year so it's like a team it's a playbook it's a coaching staff it's a scheme that, that a player x well knows kind of like weddle and the rams you know what i mean like larry fitzgerald and the cardinals would make if some the cardinals sense. won the super win the super bowl at home i mean that to me is one of those things where i'll do something i mean there's no way okay say there's it right now no if the cardinals win the super bowl at home you will um eat a full turkey by yourself that okay, you the you bake you you cook it and you make it and you you eat the whole thing. I'll how how long do I have to eat it? You have, just like the whole day. You have two days to eat it, the whole thing. <laughs> All right, here's what I'll do. Um, if the Cardinals win Super Bowl Fifty Seven, I will cook and eat an entire turkey in two days. Okay, that oh you also have to cook it within that two day span. So you have forty eight hours to cook and eat and dispose of the whole thing. And I guess I'll have to film that this would be a disgusting video Sorry. for an mfm you know, but i guess based, we'd have to do based it based on somebody who's your friend you don't mind filming food and sending it to your your people you know You've, you i mean well when, when we discuss lunch during the day let's pull the curtain back a little bit you request photos i'm always like yeah well i because I'm, I'm trying a... to call you out i mean you're like i'm whipping this it's like pictures pics of your line that's that's where i'm at but um <laughs> i sent you a salad the other day because i'm, I'm trying oh, to dude, get on the off-season diet and you're like this is disgusting salad gross it, it looked like coleslaw it was disgusting <laughs> okay my final this is what it means um all right i sort of when i was walking my dog the other day kind of came to this realization it was bear. it was a depressing one for the cowboys we know the dog's name you could say bear. Well, i mean you yeah. know just you know, hey whatever uh I, where is bear he's out of the office you know i'm a professional uh, you know but um so anyway okay <laughs> um the buffalo bills are one of the super bowl next year this was my my realization generally speaking un unless you are like a time-defying great like a la tom brady or peyton manning i'd even put ben roethlisberger in there you know generally speaking a super bowl is won within the first five years of a team having a quarterback because by that point there is some sort of like i'm not saying like players get figured out but it's just difficult like time changes rosters change etc cetera, etc cetera. so like play play the game rams win first year with matthew stafford buccaneers win first year with tom brady Chiefs win, you know, early on in Patrick Mahomes' career. That was 2018. Uh, or not, sorry, 2019. 2018, again, Tom Brady kind of defies the rule, defies all rules because he's Tom Brady. 2017, this level of newness with Nick Foles, right? Even then, it was only the second year of Carson Wentz before he got hurt. 
2016, again, Tom Brady. 2015, that was within the first five-year stretch of Peyton Manning being in Denver. 2014, Tom Brady. 2013, early on, Russell Wilson. 2012, fifth-year Joe Flacco. 2011, weird kind of arbitrary thing with Eli Manning, your boy. 2010, first five years of Aaron Rodgers' starting time with the Green Bay Packers. So my point is, my point is, you kind of have to be in that early stretch. Like, you generally don't see a quarterback who's been with a team for like 10 years win their first Super Bowl with the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, it generally happens earlier on. It's not like, a, oh, you can slam the door shut that this is a, a general principle you can rely on, but that's the thing. And so that troubles me when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, for example. They'll be entering year six of Dak Prescott. So it's kind of like a... If it hasn't happened by now sort of thing. Today, by the way, Pete, Rachel, happy Valentine's Day. You know, so today is the day of love. And so, like, it's kind of like, you You're know, my Valentine, RJ. Well, you know, you, you hear this would never be any of us, but you hear people, you know, sometimes there's a guy and, you know, the family of, of somebody else is like, when's he going to propose? When's he going to do it? It's, it's been five years. <laughs> what, why, why hasn't he done it yet? I don't why know what you're why, talking why, about. why yeah. hasn't Dak put a ring on the Cowboys yeah. yet? And so this is right. kind of that. It's like, a, look, if he's not going to do it now, it's probably not going to happen. And so Josh Allen mm. is in that range for the Buffalo Bills. Our, Buffalo Bills I got to ask you a question here. Okay. Okay. So if the Buffalo Bills don't win the Super Bowl, you have to eat an entire turkey in two days. Are you willing to do that? No, that's not fair because th- Whoa, they're, they're wait, not as why they're, because they're not I as bad, that. they're not as bad as the Cardinals. Like that's what I'm saying. And I'm actually saying they will win. You're saying they don't. That's the what Cardinals I'm saying. If, um, if the Bills don't win the Super Bowl, you eat an entire turkey. In that's two days. Again, you get the entire field against the Cardinals. I have to take yeah. the Bills against the entire field. It's not a. a <laughs> I'll say this. If, if the Bills don't finish with double digit wins, I will cook and eat an entire turkey within 48 hours. Fine. And Rachel, we have to make sure that we write these turkey bets down. And okay. that's that's fine with me. So the, if the Bills go nine and eight, nine and eight or, or worse, turkey time mm-hmm. in. Uh, in West Lyco, Texas. Man, what's going to happen if the Bills miss the playoffs with a 9-8 and eight record? Um, I have to eat my entire turkey, and then like a month and a half later, the Cardinals win the Super Bowl. You're just going to be hitting me up like, dude, you know, what, what recipe do you use? Yeah, you know <laughs> so you got you have, a, you have a gravy strategy, yeah, again? Exactly. Because I, I, I don't know. It's got to mix it um, up. Okay. Cranberry sauce? So, great. Do you have any thoughts on my actual this is what it means? Like the, the Bills five-year early on? idea yeah no i mean i wow i just don't think that's true uh, obviously (laughs) i mean all right i think the i think the the bills will you know probably get beat by mac jones or mahomes or you know afc title game next year bills chargers it's gonna be awesome uh yeah um well uh, is there a head coaching change happening in in la that i don't i didn't know about because um all right rachel Right. We need a 10th. This is what the Super Bowl being over means. You've had the entire show Here to understand comes. the game. Uh, please be better at it than Pete. Please don't say anything involving Kit Gats. Or, or Turkey. Ooh, okay. Uh, the Super Bowl being over means that the NFL really needs to consider flipping from turf to grass. Because of what happened with Odell Beckham Jr., a lot of the players are really vocal right now and on Twitter about, you know, how the turf has a negative effect on their bodies. So we don't want that to continue happening. You know, we really hope that OBJ is okay. And, you know, that's just devastating. It's traumatic. But, yeah, so that was mine. That's going to be mine. 
that's something that George Kittle spoke to stats about uh, here on the SB Nation NFL show, actually, I believe on the subject of Arizona, that the field there is grass. It's one of those that they wheel out and allow the sun to like grow and then they wheel it back in. Great, great job, Rachel. Look at that, Pete. Rachel's looking out for the, the whole world here. Yeah, that was better than a few of ours. And I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to admit that. So, uh, which one of how, ours was your favorite? Rachel? I, who, who had well, I was letting them all down. Um, I like who had the better one? Who who won? This is what it means. Well, you had one more. You had, right. I'm about to say you had she just has to pick the best one, not you know who had the most. Aaron Donald is Hall of Famer. RJ did. Oh, come on. I mean, RJ obviously, did. the best point was Cooper that was a good one. Um, That's thank right. you. Yeah, thank you. No, she's talking okay. about mine. That was a good one. Talking okay, about Vaughn, no, thank you, Aaron no, Vaughn and Jalen Ramsey. She got confused. She got confused. <laughs> Offense, defense. I will say on the to kind of piggyback off of your point, Rachel, Odell's Hall of Fame candidacy is boosted. I don't think he's a you know lock it up and throw away the key thing the way the other players are. But like having no that way. Super Bowl is going to really. No I know, way. but like this really helps Matt him Stafford, out. Stafford, no, you're you're you're. This is going to be your take, Matt o Stafford. Odell, no. Odell, yes. Odell like, has what? been one of the most transcendent wide receivers in recent NFL history. Matthew Stafford. He's got to do more. Matthew Stafford has never been an All Pro. His one Pro Bowl. Two now, I guess, if you count the season. I mean, you know, I, I I tend to think that Matt, you you just you, he, you just threw and... bouquets of roses at Cooper Cups' feet. The other star wide receiver that Matthew Stafford had to work with, Calvin Johnson. So I mean, like, let's mm -hmm. let's let's. It's just I don't know. L.A. hits different. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't had more than a thousand yards in two years now three years yeah so. he was he was in siberia he was in the nfl siberia he's out now he's finally getting to play with a good quarterback to your point watch out i think he need and i need i think this is a second act type of thing i think we need a little bit of a second act which might happen we'll see what i don't even know what the deal with the injury is right we don't even know that right now so we, we'll have to come back stronger and uh yeah we'll see i don't know just to be clear maybe Rachel, the grass thing will help you're the you're the judge jury and the executioner so i won this is what it means just to be clear um sure no, because yes. no. So, no. So she really enjoyed the Cooper Cup one, and as it turned out, if you really look at the list, you had one extra. So we got it was the Aaron Donald point. So that that's moot, and so I I ended mm. up taking it. But uh, I enjoyed this game. I enjoyed winning it, and uh, thank you for thinking about it, RJ. I think this was great for everybody. Super Bowl Fifty Six officially over, but the NFL grind does not stop on the SB Nation NFL Show. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave a rating, write a review. Let us know your turkey recipes, perhaps in preparation for the 2022 NFL season. Pete's Arizona Cardinals, my Buffalo Bills, um, are are in the mix early on. Pete, we we never stop. The juices are always flowing. I think you did finish the season. Can with you more imagine what? Can you imagine a Bills Cardinal Super Bowl after this conversation? Well, we'll that would be awesome up. for me. Um, I wouldn't have to eat the turkey in that sense. Your your turkey bet was well. No, the bill the Bills get to the Super Bowl nine and eight in the seventh seed, <laughs> and uh, and then the Cardinals <laughs> win it, and then, then you know we could maybe fly to each other and have turkey together. Okay, I like yeah. that. Um, great. Um, all right. Uh, we're not going anywhere uh, here on the Espionation NFL show. So uh, make sure you subscribe. Like I said, uh, Pete is on Twitter at PG Sweeney. I am on Twitter at RJ Ochoa. Pete Sweeney, the final words here on Super Bowl Monday, Football Monday belong to you, my friend. Hold out, Kyler. Maybe we don't need to return. Let's not even let's not even get around about this <laughs> turkey thing, right? Let's just find a new team. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody. Go Turkey. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. 
you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.